All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Speak to the Beak. I am Tim the Ferds, joined by Joe Wilson. And if you're coming back again this week for another Speak to the Beak podcast, I'm glad you don't get sick and tired of listening to my voice. This is like the third or fourth one this week. We're out here cranking out podcasts, obviously written content as well. But Joe, I got to say, since we hopped on this call about 15, 20 minutes ago, the sports world is going off. All right, Texas and Oklahoma are in the uh, the SEC. Excuse me. They just voted to unanimously take them in. Obviously, the NHL this week has been going nuts with trades and signings. Russell Westbrook's about to be a Laker. The Cavaliers just traded for Ricky Rubio on a much lesser scale. The Padres are going to get Max Scherzer. Joey Gallo's a Yankee. The Dodgers traded for Danny Duffy, who's low-key elite. So there's a lot of stuff going on right now, and I know you're here for it. Garrett Cole just got slapped around again. Nice, nice. As a Mets fan, things you like to see right there, you know? Uh, even though he's on my fantasy baseball team, and I wish I knew he was a sticky stuff guy, because if I did, I wouldn't have taken him, because now he's terrible and can't get anybody out. So love that. Glad I blew my first pick on him. Great. It's going lovely. Um, but anyway... Obviously, me and Joe are here to talk about hockey. There has been so much stuff going on out there that if we kind of recapped all the important things, we could probably take your time up for three hours this week. Like, there was so much stuff going on, so many moving pieces. Once the Kraken did their little expansion draft, it was just like boom, 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 like rapid fire. Things were coming out. Uh, so what me and Joe decided was we're going to condense it to five things that we thought were really important. So Joe took care of free agency, and I took care of trades. All right, so we got 10 things total for you. It's things we like, things we don't like, things that left us scratching our head, like what in God's name are you doing? Um, you know, because every team has those. And I'm sure if you're a fan of one of those teams, you're, you know, it's not good. It's not good for you. All right. Then I know at the end of last week's show, we were just like, hey, We'll see what happens, because normally NHL free agency doesn't really pop off, and then as soon as I said, oh, we might be on summer vacation, it was like, no, you're not. So we're back. We're going to talk about it, but before we start, usual stuff I'm going to tell you. Number one, BeakBrands.com. Check it out. Written content is there. If you're a football fan, our 32 and 32 series is currently going out. We're up to like three or four, depending on when you listen to this. So if you want an in-depth recap and preview of the upcoming season for NFL teams, go check that out. I also started doing the divisional podcast previews. So if you don't like to read and you're one of Lou's friends because we know they don't like to read, you can listen to these said 32 and 32s. That is up on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. Speaking of, if you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Send the video to a friend. Like the page. Same thing on Spotify and Apple. Joe's nodding in agreement. Yes, please do that. We are closing in on 500 listens or listeners. So listen, help us get the 500. You know, small milestone there, but we'll take what we can get. You know, just starting off. Um, check out Beak Brands on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, etc. Um, and that's basically it for right now, you know. So me and Joe are here. Joe's super excited. I'm super excited. So let's go over the format of today's show. All right. So we're going to bounce back and forth. We're going to go Joe, me, Joe, me, all the way till we get to the end. Joe, you can go in any order you would like, 
but I would like you to start with a free agent signing that you really said, wow, I like that move for X team. All right. So I'd say the first move that I liked a bunch from this uh, past free agency that just started was um, Peter Mrazek signing with the Toronto Maple Leafs for uh, three years, $3.8 million a year. I thought that was um, a really good pickup for the Maple Leafs after having Freddie Anderson, a goalie who can't win big games, never really had crazy insane stats, pretty much an average player at best if you ask me. So I think now, finally, with a real goalie, Peter Mrazek was real good last season, only played 12 games, but won 12-6-2 with a .923 save percentage and a 2.06 goals allowed average, which is pretty solid. So, um, yeah, I think that's huge for the uh, Maple Leafs to actually get a goalie who could maybe win a few games for them. Uh, I like that move because that's kind of what's been doing them in. Come playoff time, the last couple of years, they've had offensive players. They just do not get solid goaltending when it matters for whatever reason. And it's not like one guy. It's been like multiple goalies. Uh, so hopefully for them, Peter Morazic is the truth. Hopefully for us, he's not because, you know, we don't want them to be successful out here. Just saying. That... <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not is right. Uh, and speaking about goalies, we'll go to a trade here. A trade. Now, this is good and bad, depending on what team you have rooting interest for. Uh, we kind of briefly spoke about it last week. My first one is Detroit acquiring Alex N- Nedeljkovic. I got good at saying his name. Uh, from Carolina. Basically for free. All right? So this is the good part, I guess, if you're a Red Wings fan. You get Nedeljkovic, who's one of the best young goalies in the whole league. Now, he only has 29 you know, games played in his career, uh, but... He's got a 2.01 goals allowed and a 9.28 save percentage, which is pretty good. Obviously, he has upside. He's a young player. Uh, But you only had to trade Jonathan Bernier in a third-round pick, and Jonathan Bernier didn't even sign. Didn't stick around? No. So you basically traded a third-round pick for, like, a stud goalie, and then you got the GM over there in Detroit being like, yeah, Basically, I don't know what they're doing, but I'm glad they accepted this offer. Um, yeah, Steve Yzerman, another that's fleece. right, another fleece. Like he's da- he's a dangerous guy. He's a yeah, very he's dangerous guy. Doing uh, real well, helping them rebuild. Yeah, you know, if you're like a casual hockey fan, you know that guy you play fantasy football with, and every time he comes to you with a trade, you're like, oh no, like I should be very concerned right now. He is that guy, in hockey in real life form. You know, I don't know. If he approached me about a trade, I'd be like, you know, I don't know if I should be talking to you. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Obviously, the bad part about this is if you're a Hurricanes fan, I don't know what the hell you're doing. Uh, Well, if you're a fan, you're going insane. But if you're the general manager, um, you, you traded a good young goalie who just carried you to a playoff appearance for a third round pick. Just so you could sign the aforementioned freddie anderson (laughs) and he hasn't he hasn't even reached his prime no he hasn't reached his prime yet he's still on the come up he's gonna be insane so and it gets worse for them you gave freddie anderson more money than the delkovich signed for yeah you're going into (laughs) this that was going to be the next pick for my agent thing all right so good yeah go go to it go to follow you up on it just just so everyone knows but yeah Hurricanes then sign 
Freddie Anderson for two years, $4.5 million a year after they wouldn't pay, I'm just going to say Ned, for uh, they wouldn't pay Ned more than $3 million. So they paid somebody who in 24 games last year went um, 13-8-3 with a .895 and a 2.9 uh, .895 save percentage and then an almost three goals allowed average. He paid him almost $5 million. Just, I just, horrible move by the Hurricanes, and they don't make the playoffs. That's why. Frederick Anderson. See, when I, when they first traded him, we were like, wow, it must be a money thing. And then it turned out it was a money thing. But then he signed for, what did Nedeljkovic sign for? Like $3 million or 3.5? Yeah, okay. So I'm like, all right, that's not even a lot of money. Like, it's got to be more than that. And the Hurricanes were the team that didn't want it. They offered him three. That's what it was. The Hurricanes only offered him three. But then you go out... <laughs> And give Freddie Anderson way more money than you were going to give him. I don't know. And he's, worse. And he's not nearly as good. Yeah. And he's had a long career, so it's not like it's not like there's like gonna he's gonna get better. He's been in the league for a little bit. Yeah, like, I mean, come on. He could have peaked already. Now they might think you know this guy fits better in our system, which you know Toronto doesn't have the strongest defensive core. They're they're an offensive team, but even yeah. still, I, I you know I'm not really sure where they're going with that. Uh, so I'm glad we were on the same page there. That yeah. one just transitioned right into the other. Uh, <laughs> so I guess I'll bring it back to me here for my second one. We'll stick with the good for right now because I like to give teams a little bit of hope. Um, the Blackhawks trade for Seth Jones. Huge move. This one actually broke when we were at work, and I, you weren't directly right next to me, and I was like, wow, this is a shame that I spend the majority of the day right next to this guy, and the second I, we need to talk about Seth Jones, he's not here. Um so listen, Blackhawks trade for Seth Jones. Basically, it was a bunch of pick swaps. First round picks involved, second round pick. There was like a conditional third, something like that. Uh, one of those picks is the number nine overall pick in the draft. It was a big trade. Seth Jones, if you don't know who he is, he's always in the Norris Trophy discussion. Uh, like if you look at his uh, hockey reference page here, which I conveniently have pulled up. Uh, basically, every year since 2016, he has received votes uh, for the Norris Trophy. He's basically an all-star every single season. This year, down year, negative 18 and the plus-minus, but Columbus was not a good team. Uh, you know, good assist guy. He's had upwards of 40 assists before in a season. He can score goals. He can skate. He can wipe out the other team's best offensive player, which is probably his best attribute. Uh, but I like defensemen that can skate. Like, the days of having a defenseman that just, like, move the puck and kind of just sit back there, those days are over. Obviously, the Blackhawks needed some help on defense because they're, I mean, the Blackhawks have been very active this offseason. Uh, and we're going to talk about them more, I'm sure, as we go along here. So, Seth Jones, huge, huge trade for the Blackhawks. And just to throw in a little uh, friendly tip here that Joe was on, they also traded for his brother, uh, like a week earlier. So now you have the Jones brothers united in Chicago. Yeah, that's cool. And they also drafted uh, Kirby's brother. So they have the Dash brothers over there in Chicago also. Yeah, they have a bunch of uh, brother combinations. But yeah, I mean, I'm noticing good. that a lot in the league also. Like the Flory brothers, the McCarr brothers. Stall, there's Bunch. like 50 of them. Hughes brothers. <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of brother combos going on there. For sure, for sure. 
Um, the next signing that um, I appreciated was um, Ryan Suter to the Stars. When she came to the island, that would have been sick. I've been that would actually been real cool. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> Four years for three point six mil might be a bit long. He's had a sixteen year career, but put up nineteen points in a fifty six game season. He played all fifty six games, only um having twelve penalty minutes was plus nine on a Minnesota team that uh, overachieved in my opinion, surprised a lot of people. So um, yeah, I think this adds a good veteran leadership to Dallas's young blue line that they could uh, really use and get experience from. You're right. It was a damn shame that the Islanders did not get that guy. Very unfortunate. Uh, but for the Stars, I do agree with you. Huge, huge pickup. Obviously, they still have Klimberg down there, who is, like, incredibly good. Uh, and Suter's always been a guy that plays, like, super serious minutes even as he's getting older he's playing a ton of minutes still uh for a guy his age and look they needed him they needed a defenseman like in the absolute worst way i know a I lot agree. of teams say that but it's mainly like depth defensemen like they needed defensemen that could play um so that, that was a big signing for them and as you know because you've got to pick them to get in they just missed the playoffs because uh, most of their team was not healthy last year that, yeah, that's looking like they're back on the come up there. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Just so sad we didn't get them. Um, all right. So my last move that I really, really liked, uh, I think Joe might be split on this one as opposed to me, is Colorado trading for Darcy Kemper. All right. So Philip Grubauer left in free agency to sign with the Seattle Kraken. And I, based off how fast the Avalanche acted, I think they were kind of caught off guard by Grubauer leaving because uh, he didn't get, like, this massive overvalued deal, you know? I thought maybe they thought he would stick around. He did not. Uh, so Kemper, it's basically Kemper for picks, but mainly a first-round pick. Um, and the reason why I like the trade is because he's basically the same goalie that Philip Grubauer is over their career. All right, so here we go. Career. 2.47 goals allowed with a 9.17 save percentage on Kemper. Grubauer is a 2.34 guy with a 9.20 save percentage. So you're talking about tenths or in save percentage, like hundreds of points that separate these two guys. They're both good goaltenders. Now, Kemper was dreadful this year, uh, but he did play for the Coyotes, who were horrendous. Uh, and, dreadful. Yeah, and I mean... He wasn't, like, that terrible, 907 save percentage, 256 goals allowed. But, like, for him, that's pretty bad. Uh, but if you go back to the year before that, he was top seven in the Vesna voting. The year before that, he was top five in the Vesna voting. Um, and if you look at quality start percentage, he's been well above league average every single year since 2017. Um, he had a 759 quality start percentage. In 2019-2020, it was 655. Uh, and just for your records there, league average is 53%. So he is like well above league average. Uh, and even this year, in a down year, he was still at 56%. So just saying, uh, it was more of an, like an emergency trade, I think. But I think Kemper, uh, obviously going from probably the worst team 
in the Western Conference? Probably. Uh, yeah. To the team that was just the number one overall seed in their division is going to drastically improve his stats. Yeah, that good confidence booster as well. Yeah, the mental side of it, definitely. Change of scenery with a way better team. I agree, I agree. Do you think... All right, so let's ask you, ask you a question real quick before you get to your guy. Do you think Kemper is enough to keep... Because they re-signed Landeskog, right? And they're basically bringing back the same team. Was it Makar that got a huge contract last week? Um, I don't think he got paid this no, it was year. somebody else. I, whatever. They, signed, they re-signed somebody. Landeskog stayed. Do you think Kemper is enough to get them back into the playoffs? Oh yeah, McCarr did get paid yeah. six years ago. Yeah, I didn't see that. Um, but um, no. Well, like do you say back in the playoffs? Just, just in the playoffs in general. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's fine. Okay. I think their offense carry them there. Do you think with Flurry out of town now in Vegas, that the West is kind of up for grabs? That's an interesting question, there, Tim. I, I think so for sure. That's why I host the show, Joe. I'm pretty Here's good at asking those questions, you know, just throwing that out there. <laughs> but yeah, I, I actually uh, agree with that. I don't think there's a real front runner team in the West that should be winning. Like, obviously, every team in the East that was dominant still pretty dominant. Uh, teams are going back and forth on how good they are. But, like, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. There's not really a clear, a clear front runner for the West right now. Mm-hmm. And so I'll keep that in the back pocket there. I, I tend to agree with you. I think the West yes, has had a ton of movement. Move. Yeah. It's going to be tough. All right, so let's go to your next move. Is it a good guy or a bad guy? Uh, it's a good signing, one of the ones that I liked. Um, Jaden Schwartz, the Kraken getting Jaden Schwartz from the Blues for four years and 5.5 mil per year. I thought that was solid for a, a, a NHL veteran 10-year career with St. Louis. Uh He's only been minus of the plus minus twice in his career. So solid two-way player, in my opinion. Um, only had 21 points in 40 games this season, so that's honestly still pretty good. And the season before that, he put, a, put in 22 goals, had 35 assists for 57 points. So for us criticizing the Kraken's lack of depth on offense, I think that this was a really good signing for them to help them uh, put some more goals in the net in this upcoming season. And they've been kind of active, uh, you know, signing guys, making trades still. After they picked up Grubauer, they traded back with Washington. <laughs> like you said before, yeah. they got a second-round pick back from Vanacek. So they're making moves. Yeah. I want to say they're taking the slow and steady approach. I don't think they're going with the Vegas. We're going all in right now. Yeah, I saw um, Ryan Whitney, you know, like the spin checklist guy. I don't know if you know him, but... He was like, they're like preparing for like three years from now. Like yeah. they're not really trying to win like right now. I agree with that. Kind of weird in my opinion because I feel like they had all the tools to win now. But whatever. Whatever floats your boat. And a uh, little uh, self-plug here. If you want to have a more in-depth conversation about that, you can check out our podcast from last week where we talked about the Kraken at length. Um, and we did is right talk about winning now versus building for the future long term etc etc so go check that out um let's get some of my bad moves all right so the first one i'm gonna need your help explaining this to the audience at home because i've read about this for about two days and i still don't understand so here we go 
Mark Andre Fleury. I knew you knew it was coming. Oh, that's coming. Mark Andre Fleury traded to the Chicago Blackhawks for free. Future considerations. Okay, let me let me redefine what Joe said there. They gave him to Chicago for free. And if you're like a, a casual fan, you don't you don't understand what's happening right now. Neither do we. Um, but basically, they traded the Vesna winner. And if you don't know what that means, he's the best goalie in the league. They traded the best goalie in the league to after Chicago his, after his best season of his long career for nothing. They literally got nothing back for him. Like Chicago gave them a player, but they're not taking the player. He's staying in Chicago's system. They're just taking his contract. So Joe, because obviously this is terrible on many levels. Do you have any other information that I'm missing out here? Like why would a team do this? I I was going to text you before this. Um, I think the reason they did it is because they acquired Evgeny Dadanov from Ottawa and his cap hit is like five mil or something. And I think they were doing that to make room for him. I was reading comments about that. And I think that seemed to be like what everyone was thinking. So like that's possible. And I also think that just to go into your section a little bit, I think that was a pretty poor trade because that I don't think Dadanov is worth five mil and could have kept Flurry with that money. So. Okay. A question based off what you just said. All right, so let's say you make the trade. He's on the team, whatever. Are you trying to tell me? Because he had a, he had a no trade uh, no trade clause to ten teams, right? So you could talk to twenty one teams, I guess, right? Are you trying to tell me that there was not a team willing to trade you literally anything for Mark Andre Fleury? Uh, I have no idea, Tim. I'm just as confused as you on that one. Like there, ru- I- there are rumors of him going back to Pittsburgh. You're, you're telling me Pittsburgh couldn't be like, here's a conditional like 47th round draft pick or something. Like we'll take him. I don't understand what's going on. That would have been sick for Pittsburgh. I didn't even hear about that. They should have done that. But yeah, I don't understand why that occurred. Like why <laughs> no one else even tried to get him. That like for like a team that like wants to go on a cup run and they needed a goalie like. Flurry, right there. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, what, what are we doing is right. Kind of like, what is Mama Joe doing? I don't know. But uh, anyway, <laughs> it's all good. But but anyway, uh, let's go back to your next move here. So what do you got? Um, This one I didn't like was a signing made by the Flyers, and the Flyers have been real active lately, and I've liked most of their signings, actually. I think they have a one of the best blue lines in the league now. I think their defense is really legit. But they signed Martin Jones to a, only a one-year contract, which is fair, but for $2 million, I, mm, I don't know about all that. Because last season, he played 34 games, went 15 and 13 and 4, 15, 13, and 4. And the stats, Tim, they're, they're pretty bad, <laughs> real bad. 0.896 save percentage and then a 3.28 goals allowed average and they paid him two million dollars a year when just after they signed him james reimer signed for just like another million over that um bernier signed for like like two million more like i don't know I feel like the flyers have been having goalie problems especially after last season carter hart just completely just 
change from how he was two seasons ago. And then Brian Elliott was just not really that good. So I just don't think Martin Jones is the guy that's going to solve your problems. He might not be, um, but a signing like that might tell you, like, hey, we got something in the works, either potentially trading for a goalie or making a bigger signing. Because, like you just said, Hart didn't play well and Brian Elliott was bad. And their defense is awful on top of it. So That's true. It was pretty poor, and now it's pretty solid. Yeah, so then maybe they're thinking, hey, like, because obviously Martin Jones was not on a good team last year. He was not. No, he was not. And the Flyers were not a really good team last year either, on a consistent basis anyway. Maybe they're thinking, hey, we solidified the defense. We're getting him out of a bad situation. He's not going to start. Obviously, we still have Carter Hart. So, like, if our defense plays well, he could be a serviceable backup for cheap. I don't like going the cheap option to goalie, personally. Um, Yeah, yeah, because I think you're only as good as your goalie. So, you know, I don't know. But at least it's only yeah. a one-year deal, so if he's terrible, they can just get rid of him after this. Yeah, that that was the only plus side that I saw in the contract. If, if it was for length, I would add a real, <laughs> real that. That would have been the first thing on your list right there. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't know. I still, I still kind of hate for the Freddie Anderson signing so much. Yeah, yeah. That's really poor. <laughs> like, after that, oh, crazy, crazy. We got a couple left here, right? So... I'm going to go for my next, um, you know, bad move that I did not like. Now, I get it. It was kind of forced. But giving away Tyler Johnson for another one for free, like you traded him for nothing. I I don't understand why that happens all the time in hockey. It's just like, yeah, here's this player who could score 50 points this season. We don't want him. You can have him. And the team that gets him is just like, I like, thanks, appreciate it, buddy, you know? Like, that would be, if you're an NFL fan, you gave up, like, your starting slot receiver. He's not, like, the best, you know? But it's like, you know, we're just going to trade this guy to, like, pick a team for, like, a conditional six-round pick. Why would you do that? Just restructure his contract or do something. The Tampa, I mean, yes, they did win back-to-back Stanley Cups. They're very well run. Like, I get it. They're over the salary cap. They had to make a trade. You traded Tyler Johnson for Brent Seabrook's contract, who's retired. The guy doesn't even play. Uh, (laughs) And you you have to pay him. You have to use the long-term IR spot on him. Yeah, that's tough for them. But to be fair, Tyler Tyler Johnson's really fell off, in my opinion. But still, not not a player you want to be giving away for nothing. I agree. No, I mean when you when you look at it, obviously his his points have declined, but he in a regular full season he's still a forty five to fifty five maybe sixty point player, right? I mean he's not amazing, but he's not a scrub. Like you'll take yeah. sixty points out of a guy. And the second Chicago got him, they extended him like the same day. So he's yeah. not, like, totally washed, you know what I mean? And he's still got to play with good players, right? They still have Taves, they have Patrick Kane, et cetera, et cetera. He was on waivers earlier last year, Tyler. I know. And now he's out yeah. here getting traded for a dude who's retired. That you And also, just throwing it out there, Brent Seabrook's making, like, $5 million. So you got to use your, your long-term IR on Brent Seabrook you can't even clear the cap space. You're stuck with him on there. 
unless Tampa's just going to be like, try to convince him to come out of retirement, even though he's got like 901 injuries on his body. This dude's not playing. I don't, I don't get it. Funny. It's funny. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. You could go to the next one. <laughs> All right. So is this the last one? Is this number five? It I should be so. number five, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So the last one that I liked a bunch was, uh, Mike Hoffman in the signing with uh, Montreal. He signed a three-year, $4.5 million average contract. And I like and I like this a lot for, um, for the Canadians because, obviously, as we saw, their offense was not, was not doing the job in the Cup Finals, and they needed someone. They shouldn't have been there in the first place, in my opinion, but for them to take the next step, I think that it was really important that they get somebody who can consistently score close to 20 goals like easily like in a 52 game season he had 19 last year and then before that it's 30 34 34 35 30 21 and then it was he was a rookie so real solid goal score wish the islanders got him really frustrated they didn't but yeah good good find for uh, montreal after after they lost uh philip denault so um it's tough they lost like a pretty good offensive piece but now they i think he um Hoffman's much better yeah. than uh than that offense, but Denault's a better two way player, obviously. But yeah, solid sign. Listen, anyone who can net thirty goals, sign me up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Four point five like come on. And he passes the puck around too. Like nineteen assists, thirty assists, thirty four assists, thirty four like come on. Come on. So let me just throw something out here. If you're a casual fan, you know, our buddy Hunter listens to these and he doesn't know anything about hockey. We're slowly educating him. It's probably like 4.5 million. That's nothing. Yet hockey is very much poverty contracts all around. So kids listening at home, if you're going to be a pro player of any sport, don't pick hockey. All right. Because you ain't going to make a lot of money. Right, maybe you should go play baseball be like Fernando Tatis and make like $340 million just by waking up and rolling out of bed. But yeah. for an NHL player, 4.5, even still, is pretty cheap for a guy of Mike Hoffman's talents and abilities. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Blake Coleman's getting signed for what? What did he get signed for? Was that like 5.8? I believe so. Third? For no reason? When he hasn't probably won like 25 goals in his career in a season? That's a joke. Good play, Calgary Flames. <laughs> Leave it to Calgary, am I right? Yeah, literally. Yeah. No. So that's five feel for me bad. and Joe. But feel you know, for feel bad for who? Johnny over there. Oh, Johnny yeah, Gidrow. I know. Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah. Uh, that's five for me and Joe. But listen, you know, we have bonus content. So I'll let you go first. What's your one bonus pick that either you liked, you didn't like, you were confused, maybe you weren't so confused? How, how, uh, what is I- it? I was just confused with the Oilers signing Cody Cece to a four-year, $3.25 million average year contract. Just because it's um, Cody Cece's first, he played decently last year, not in the playoffs. It wasn't that good in the playoffs at all. In the regular season, he put up regular solid numbers. He was on the plus side of the plus minus by a good amount, so... I don't hate him that much, but for the Oilers that really only need defensive players, like good defensive players to be able to do anything in the playoffs or like get back there again, because after they were playing that weak Canadian divisional all year, 
I just don't think Cody Cece was the guy for that price or for this length. I don't know. Maybe he could turn it around, but I feel like there were definitely a lot better options out there than Cody Cece. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm, we've been saying on this podcast for, I don't know, how, how long have you been on the air? Five months, six months? Edmonton's only problem is defense. And they I just seem to not care. I think their problem now is a general manager after this <laughs> offseason. <laughs> he's, he's making their franchises bigger issues. Like, Zach Hyman, that was a bad contract. Not going to lie. But, yeah, he, I don't think he's helping their team out any anyway. Listen, maybe he just thinks Connor McDavid's going to save the day. You know what I mean? I feel like he's been thinking that for the last few years. He has, <laughs> but maybe one day he'll do it, and he'll look like a genius, you know? Yeah, like, that look, would be crazy. Look at all that these would... irrelevant players I put around this guy. <laughs> we won the Stanley Cup. Um, look, my bonus one is the Islanders stay finessing. Lou is out here just doing his thing. The fact that you got somebody to take Andrew Ladd and his sorry-ass contract off of our team. Uh, I don't care that it was the Coyotes. I, every team in the league, I would have said no. Like, if I was Lou, I would have been contacting, like, the Swedish league, the Russian league. I would have tried to trade this guy anywhere. I don't care if it's not an NHL-affiliated team. I would have called up Korea and see if they had a hockey league. I would have tried everywhere to get this dude off our team. And a, a professional franchise in the NHL took this man's contract so let me tell you what we're looking at first of all he still has like two years left with like 11 million dollars against the cap brutal absolutely brutal um and since the islanders got him he's a let's see this is 31 40 60 72 point player in the past five seasons the bad he had a good season though right he did the bad part about this joe is that in 2019 2020 he put up a whopping one point. And last year, he didn't play at all. All right? So, pretty safe to say that he might be washed up. He might be. You know? Arizona is where people go to die. Arizona is exactly where people go to die. You know, like the NFL, when back before Cleveland just got good, if you went to Cleveland or Jacksonville or Detroit, that was it. It was a wrap. Career's over. That's basically where Arizona is. You literally go to the desert and you melt and die immediately. Like everyone who goes there gets dramatically worse basically overnight. Um, Now, yes, did the Islanders have to attach a draft pick to get rid of this guy? I don't care. If I was Arizona, I would have been like, you can give me 10 second round picks. I still might not take this guy. Now, they did decide to blow up the whole team. Like they traded everybody, they traded Kemper. They traded uh, Grandler. They traded Oliver Ekman Larson. So, like, they just got rid of everyone. So, they're basically out here trying to be the Oklahoma City Thunder of hockey. We're just going to, like, whore draft picks and try to rebuild our team. But what are you doing taking this guy? Because now you're stuck with him because you know no one's going to take him. So, he's playing for you no matter what. I'll be curious. Over under 17 points for Andrew Ladd this year in Arizona. Under? taking the under on that even gonna play that's what i was gonna say i feel very confident that he might not get past like five i feel very confident he'll play a few periods of hockey and then hurt himself again that could happen 
I but, feel bad for the players still in Arizona, like Clayton Keller, like Phil Kessel, like those guys got to get out of there. Yeah, Phil Kessel's like, probably Phil, like, what did I do yeah. to end Phil up Kessel's here? Phil not even that old, and he's just he's just rotting there. <laughs> Phil Kessel he's was like, I remember a time life. when I was hanging out with Sidney Crosby and friends, and now I'm out here in the desert withering away to nothing. He probably doesn't even know half the people in his locker. No, he probably doesn't. Like, all right, what do you think Phil Kessel does when he goes? I think he hangs out with his teammates, or does he go on Xbox or PlayStation and play with Sydney and be like, "Dude, what? You gotta get do something. I, I, what are we doing?" Plays Xbox, but then he's just in the party, like hearing them talk about like going to like the game tomorrow and like practice. You're like, "Yeah, guys, Arizona's fun." They're just like, "Shut up, Phil. (laughs) Shut up." (laughs) <laughs> Phil's like, at least it's warm. <laughs> and we got the D-backs that are in dead last place in the National League West. Like raising Cane's chicken tender fast food. I bet he loves that. That <laughs> Phil. That Phil is right. Um, he's thriving. He's not, but he's thriving. He's probably like, dude, what? Do, after all these trades, I'd be what do you angry. think goes through a player's mind when you're like a good player still and they make all these trades? You're just like, why am I still here? Yeah. <laughs> You traded every other name brand player on the team except me. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's tough. Wild stuff. Wild stuff. Um, So listen, that's good. That was a good ending there. That's what me and Joe have for today. All right. I think, I'm assuming, uh, the NHL is going to start slowing down in terms of free agency and trades. But you never know. So we'll see what happens come next week. Um, Until then, like I said before, check out the website. Tons of content up there, beakbrands.com. Follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Beakbrands. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to the page, like the video. And if you're a Spotify, Apple guy, rate, review, subscribe, follow, etc., etc. And if you like what me and Joe got going on, let us know in the comments. So, Joe, until next time, we're out of here. Peace.